Since 2004, Iowa livestock farmers have turned to the Coalition to Support Iowa's Farmers for free, confidential, and expert assistance in raising livestock responsibly and successfully. Join us at the fence line to hear from industry experts and farmers about topics important to livestock agriculture here in Iowa. The fence line, where the gates always open. Bob Quinn back on the fence line today. And today we're talking and learning more about the dairy industry here in the state of Iowa. We're talking dairy production. We're talking robotic milking. We're talking bed and breakfast. And another Worgen Good Farm Neighbor Award winner. We'll get started after a little bit of an update on the Coalition to Support Iowa's Farmers. As we mentioned, the production is sponsored by the Coalition to Support Iowa's Farmers. They're the livestock folks here in the state of Iowa. If you have questions or concerns about the livestock industry, maybe you're bringing some young folks back into the farm. That could mean livestock. Maybe you're siting in a new barn. Maybe you just want to know more about rules and regulations in the livestock industry. These are the folks with the answers. It's the Coalition to Support Iowa's Farmers, and you can find them at supportfarmers.com. Well, friends, today we're meeting the Bolin family and the New Day Dairy Milking Operation. Dan and Lynn Bolin were awarded the Oregon Good Farm Neighbor Award, number 176. Their dairy is near Clarksville, Iowa. Now, in the dairy, they milk about 130 cows and have about 200 crop acres. This farm was started by Dan's great-great-grandfather, and has passed through generations. Dan's dad, Dave, assumed the responsibility of milking and managing the cows at just 13 years of age. Dave later married a neighbor girl, Pam Jensen, and they ran the farm. In 2011, Dan and Lynn Bolin took over the farming operation. Now Dave and Pam are still involved, and we're going to talk with them a little bit later on. Pam's mother, Mary Jensen, is also part of the management of the farm. Now, I mentioned it's a dairy operation, 130 cows. They employ a robotic milking system, which we'll talk about. But they've also installed a guest barn. And because of this guest barn, the Bolden family has been able to connect with a wide cross-section of consumers and share their story of Iowa agriculture. That's right. You can book a night's stay in the guest barn Wake up, look out your bedroom window, right on to the milking parlor. You're literally sleeping with the cows. Well, back to the Worgen Good Farm Neighbor Award. It was presented during the big show, and we started off the program with this conversation. Hey, 1107 on the big show clock. Bob Quinn in the big show today, and we are celebrating another Worgen Good Farm Neighbor Award. And we're on a dairy farm today, and we are in uh, north central, northeast Iowa, and we are uh, honoring the new day dairy. We're going to be talking to these folks. Almost as exciting as that, and I know the uh, folks we're going to talk to may not be as excited as we are, but what uh, what county are we in uh, right now? Butler Butler County. Butler we're county. very proud to be in Butler County. And you know, this is the first time we've had a Oregon Good Farm Neighbor Award winner in Butler County. We have uh, given away 175 Oregon Good Farm Neighbor Awards. This is the first time we've been in Butler County. So thank you for yeah. having us here. Yeah. Uh, you are listening to Dan right now, Dan Bolin, Dan and Lynn Bolin with the New Day Dairy folks. We're going to find out more about their operation. But uh, hey, first of all, congratulations, you guys, on becoming a Oregon Good Farm Neighbor Award winner. Thank you so much. Now, we have been on your farm 
before because I believe uh, the Iowa Farm Bureau uh, Renew Rural Iowa Award was uh, given here. How long ago was that? I believe it was 2020 or 2021. Okay, so a couple years ago. And between now and then, how have things gone? We're still here, day <laughs> by day, plugging away, trying to do the next best right thing every day. I want to talk about uh, dairy industry because uh, we don't get to talk a lot about dairy industry in the state of Iowa. So you have uh, an operation here that has how many cows? 131. 131 cows uh, you milk. Uh, you also have uh, taken a step to kind of educate people around the state about the dairy industry. And Lynn, I'm, I'm going to talk to you about this because you have a uh, bed and breakfast that is hooked on to your dairy barn. Yes, the guest barn, as we like to call it, is attached right to our barn, has two big loft windows that look directly out into the barn. And so people really from across the state and across the nation have come here to Iowa and enjoyed Iowa agriculture. And that is sleeping with the cows here at our farm. So we really, really enjoy getting to do that. How can folks find out more about your bed and breakfast operation? Yes, as all good businesses, we are online. So NewDayDairy.com. NewDayDairy.com. Give me the genesis of that. I mean, how did you get started? What was the idea? And I'm sure because uh, uh, I'm, I'm guessing Dan is uh, a longtime uh, resident here, longtime producer of the uh, farm. And you come in and said, OK, uh, Dan, what do you think? We, we put together a little bed and breakfast uh, idea here in the dairy farm. Yes. Thankfully, Dan and my in-laws were not, did not think I was crazy. A few other farmers did. Uh, but, yeah, we have traveled ourselves across the world and have just enjoyed getting to have new experiences. And so coming from the outside onto the dairy farm, I said, this is amazing. I mean, everybody eats. And so what an amazing way to share that with folks. Most people are multiple generations removed from the farm. And it's a great way to kind of give that immersive experience um, to folks when they come to our farm. Because you didn't come from a farm background. No, I grew up in the Twin Cities and met Dan at Iowa State University. And then, you know, eventually we traveled some and then came back to the farm in 2011. And, you know, kind of through our planning process of what was next, the guest barn grew out of that. How'd you get to Iowa State? Um, I just wanted, I, I fell in love with it. You know, when I visited the campus, who doesn't love the Iowa State campus? It's just beautiful. It was the perfect size, just what I wanted, just far enough away from home, um, but not too far. So Quite it was a commercial perfect. for Iowa State University. Yes. We're, yeah, we're yeah, proud we're, alumni. You bet. You bet. <laughs> I am as well. I'm a graduate of Iowa State uh, as well. So I decided to, uh, to build a, a, a bed and breakfast. Th- then what? Well, yeah. So then, you know, the bed and breakfast is kind of a vacation rental now because everyone can, you know, you come with only who you choose to stay with. Um, but we do provide a DIY continental breakfast. And then every stay, you know, I bring people out into the barn to meet the cows up close, meet Rita the robot who milks our cows, the calves, um, and all of those, you know, things. So they both get to meet us, but then they still have that 24-7 view of the cows. So they're, you know, immersed in the farm even when they're not with us, you know, on the tour. Now, a dairy operation has activity 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yes, definitely when you milk with robots as well. And we're going to talk more about that uh, as well, uh, coming up a little bit about the nuts and bolts in the uh, day-in, day-out operation. Uh, Furthest uh, people away that have visited your farm? Um, So Germany, England. We've had folks um, from Iowa originally, but then who now live in Australia, who've come back to visit and who have stayed. So really worldwide, the last couple of years, not all people traveled worldwide, but now we've got some of those trickling in. 
Well, I mentioned earlier that during this edition of The Fence Line, we'd discuss more specifics of the dairy industry. So let's break away from that big show program for just a little bit and catch up and maybe do a little sit down one-on-one with Dan Bolin and talk dairy. Dan, let's talk about the dairy business here in the state of Iowa. You're a young fella involved in the uh, the dairy business. Kind of fly at 50,000 feet. What, what, what's it all about? What would you tell folks if they'd call you up and say, hey, give me a few minutes on what the dairy business is all about? The place I often start is where are people already at? What, what do they already understand? So, so often my wife has done a great job with our guest barn and guests that are coming here with zero ag knowledge, zero dairy knowledge. And, and so I'm more and more persuaded to help people yeah. think even from, from zero, from zero. And what really we're doing with dairy is in a sense, we're just nurturing some amazing natural processes. So if you start at the soil, just the microbial life in the soil, that's doing all the nutrient exchange with roots of plants and growing plants. We don't make that happen. We just nurture it. We study it. We understand what's happening. We grow lots of great feed and great forages for cows. And then the cows in the rumen, microbes, again, just little bugs doing amazing natural work, taking plant fibers and plant stuff that grows abundantly, but humans don't consume and eat well, but then turns grass into this high value protein, milk, cheese, yogurt, ice cream, you name it. It, it's amazing. All, all, it, all it takes is a lot of care and concern and time. That cow is uh, certainly magic. Um, for uh, folks that, that maybe aren't a lot familiar with the dairy industry, when you milk cows on a daily basis, you keep track of a lot of records. And you keep track of things like how many pounds of milk that cow produces. And it helps you in the long run know your most proficient milkers out there. So on average, what does a a cow put out on a daily basis? Yeah. So our cows are at 87 pounds a day, or as Lynn commonly notes, 10 gallons. Gallon milk weighs 8.6 pounds. So 10 gallons a day is the average cow in our barn, but that's anywhere from probably five to 20 gallons. Do you have to use a different type of forage for cows than we're used to in the beef industry or maybe we feed other animals? Uh, we hear a lot about dairy quality hay. Is there a difference? Well, cer- certainly there's a difference. And it, it somewhat comes down to efficiency. There's only so much space in that room. And, and so you want a more digestible plant fiber, uh, more nutrient dense grass or in the case of alfalfa legume, maybe with a higher protein. But yeah, digestibility is king. We're, we're just serving those rumen microbes, keeping that rumen environment stable constantly. And so avoiding too high levels of starch or something like that. And so one thing that is not well understood is uh, milk marketing and how you market milk and how you're paid and milk pricing. Kind of run through that for me from uh, maybe the financial side of the dairy industry. The joke often is if you actually understood that, you would uh, be the only guy who did. So I want to say it was in the 30s. There was a concept called federal orders that came about and our milk is still generally priced with that sort of idea. And I'll tell you, I don't totally understand it. I just know that at the end of the day, it's not helpful, especially for most mm-hmm. producers. What, what ends up happening is that there's some sort of market signal that lags and there's process. It, 
it's awkward and archaic at best. Well, that's why I think we see a lot of folks that want to go into a specialized part of the dairy industry. And maybe they say, we raise cows for cheese, or we raise uh, cows uh, that uh, produce the best ice cream. And we end up selling into that kind of a specialized market. What do your cows uh, specialize in? What do you think? My cows specialize in experience. <laughs> <laughs> so they're good at coming over when guests are on the dairy mandan, dairy yes, farmer challenge tour to uh, get, get a free head rub and, and get reminded you have the brush just go brush your own hair <laughs> but get, guests love it guests love giving the cows all the affection and the cows mutually enjoy coming over to say hi uh, you know you, you talk about livestock and when folks go to livestock operations everybody smiles at livestock uh, I, I think generally speaking people love animals, especially baby animals of, of anything. Uh, but the dairy industry is unique. You have a setup here. You have 130 roughly cows uh, that have to be milked every day, but they've kind of learned to milk themselves. Talk about that. I'm a cow whisperer and a coach as, as well as all the other hats I wear. So when a cow first has her, her calf, then I'm walking her to that robot. I can put the robot into manual and just manually milk her if, if that's going to be the best way for her to get milk. But three times a day, I'm just going to kind of nurture her through that process. And, and some will, as soon as, uh, yesterday I had Clarabelle day one, her second milking was an auto okay. She walked in on her own robot attached her. All right. Way to go, Clarabelle. Keep it up. And then there's others that'll drag on for a month or more. And some even require a career change as a cow. <laughs> I, I will say, too, that you get a little bit of help because I know when you're starting to, to train these cows to go through there, you give them a little bit of a treat at uh, the end. So th they're also thinking, you know, if I get in there and get milk, I'm getting get a little special something here. Claire, Clarabelle loves the robot granolas, I might call it. So it, it's a very nutritious, but also a, the, the delicious side of the nutritious feed stuffs that the cows are going to get. And so they come in, get that snack. And of course, milking is a pleasurable experience for the cow. And so you combine a snack with a pleasurable experience. They're going to be back time and time again. Now, I have mentioned uh, a bed and breakfast and people have an opportunity to come up here and hang out with you for a day and, and talk about the dairy industry, stay overnight here and overlook the milking parlor. How can we find out more about that? Where, where can you point me to to find out more about that operation? Yeah, best place is newdaydairy.com. You are listening to The Fence Line, a production of the Coalition to Support Iowa's Farmers. My name is Bob Quinn. I host the big show on WHO Radio, and we are talking dairy today and Worgen Good Farm Neighbor Award winners, which we honored as number 176, the Bolin family. Let's get back to the big show interview. Hey, 1123 on the Big Show Clock. Bob Quinn of the Big Show today. We are being uh, hosted by the Coalition to Support Iowa's Farmers here. And we are at the uh, New Day Dairy. And uh, we're talking uh, uh, right now with uh, Dan and uh, Lynn uh, Bolin uh, as well. But uh, let's talk to some uh, folks who have been here maybe a little bit longer than what Dan has. Uh, Pam and Dave Bolin. So, uh, Dave, you're Dan's dad. Been a dairy all the time you've been here? Yes, this has been. Uh, I, I grew up on a kind of a general livestock farm, but I took more of an interest in the dairy side and uh, went into dairying. So you're the guy that brought the dairy cows here. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's kind of my fault. That and the neighbor girl that I fell in love with. Uh, and, Is she uh, here today? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, the one standing next year. Sure, oh, sure. Yeah. I'm just teasing with you a little bit here. Uh, what What was your inspiration to bring dairy cattle in here? I just had more of an interest in in dairy cattle. I, uh, I showed them in 4-H, and and I just really enjoyed uh, the the breeding aspect, and uh, you know the fact uh, could provide nutrition through the milk. Plus, uh, every dairy cow is a beef cow, and not every beef cow is a dairy cow. Pam, uh, I'm going to ask you the same question then. Uh, when when you were uh, maybe informed we were going to be uh, involved in a dairy, what was your first thought? Well, actually, I grew up on a dairy farm also. Oh, you did? So you I had did. some background. I've got some background. In fact, on my mom's side, my mom's family's been in this Clarksville Valley area even longer than the Bolins. So the Marquins go way back here, and my mom's family and Dave's dad's family have been friends long before us. So I knew what I was getting into, and uh, still did it anyway. Yes, I've always enjoyed dairy cows. We actually showed against each other in 4-H. And uh, I had the Holsteins, he had the Guernseys, so we called it a mixed marriage. Later added some jerseys, and uh, <laughs> from there we're celebrating our 45th anniversary later this month. So if we were to count blue ribbons, oh. just, I, I mean, just not, not that we're in a competition here, but if we were to count blue ribbons, who has the most? I know Dave always could win showmanship. And I did not win showmanship till Dave graduated, so of course I'm the younger of the two. But yes, but then if we want to talk dairy judging, that's another story. I went to Madison on the Iowa team, and Dave missed it by two points. So oh yeah. well. So yeah, there might have been some competition in the 4-H days. I, I would have to say so. Brian Waddingham is with us. Brian with the Coalition Support Iowa's Farmers. Brian, I got a story about you today that uh, I I didn't uh, know. I was talking with uh, Dan here. We're talking to uh, Dan and Lynn Bolin at uh, the uh, New Day Dairy, and uh, he was. Uh, I, I said, you know, how did you pick the, the place to build the barn here? Uh, and he said, well, Brian Waddingham actually helped us out with that. That's kind of your sweet spot with the uh, coalition. Yeah, that's right. Uh, one of the best services that we can provide is helping farmers site new barns and feedlots. Um, and Bolins were one of them. They gave me a call, and I came up here, and we, we picked the right spot for the barn, I believe. Yeah, well, it, uh, that's, that's the first thing I said, Dan, do you regret that? And he said, no. He said, Brian did a wonderful job. And, and that's uh, what we, we uh, ask about. Who, who uh, typically do you work with? You know, we work with uh, all kinds of farmers, whether they're new and beginning farmers looking to put up their first livestock facility or existing farmers looking to grow with livestock. Um, we provide our services uh, to them all at no charge and completely confidential. I want to talk to Dan. Thanks, Brian. Brian Waddingham, uh, Coalition Support Iowa's Farmers. You find them at supportfarmers.com. Uh, Dan, I want to talk a little bit more about the dairy business here. We're talking with uh, uh, Dan and Lynn uh, Boland here at the uh, New Day Dairy uh, near Clarksville. And uh, they are the uh, 176th winner in the Oregon Good Farm Neighbor Award. First time we have been in this county. Uh, however, Dan, I want to talk a little bit about uh, your dairy operation and some of the things people will see when they come here. You mentioned you have a robotic milking system. Yes, we affectionately name our automated milking system Rita the Milking Robot. Rita. Now, okay. Put that on hold because my producer, Nathan, has been on your website. And he said if you come and stay at the farm, that you get to name – if a calf is born, you get to name that calf. Yes, yes, yeah. That That's a real treat. And we've even had return guests that are ready to see their calf that they named the last year when they were here. And it's, 
It's a joy. Plus, it it saves some calves from some silly names that dad and mom or I might give them. So, <laughs> so get, please come stay, sleep with the cows, and name your calf. Let's get back to Rita here. Uh, you have how many? How many said head? One hundred thirty-one. Did you say? <clears throat> yeah, usually around one hundred thirty, one hundred forty. Okay. cows and about one hundred twenty milking. So one hundred twenty uh, milking cows and one robot. One robot with two boxes. So milking those one hundred and twenty. How many times a day can that cow? Be milk. They, they they go in themselves. Yep. So theoretically, up to seven times. On average, how many? On average, more like two and a half. Okay. Okay. So cow ready to be milked walks in. Gets yep. uh, gets milked. Where does the milk go from here? Our milk. Well, right away from the cow, it's pumped towards the milk tank. Goes through a plate heat exchanger with the well water. Kind of pre cools the milk into the tank cool down to a crisp 36 degrees Fahrenheit. Milkman comes every other day. Yeah, it's good. And then Milkman comes, takes our milk. We're part of Prairie Farms Cooperative, and our milk goes to Luena, to a great cheese plant up there in northeast Iowa. And Swiss cheese, Gouda, and I'm opinionated, but the best cream cheese in the world. Well, I would be surprised if you weren't opinionated uh, with that. Uh, So the, uh, the breeds you have here are what? Predominantly registered Holsteins. And uh, are, are they the best cheesemakers? They can be. You've got to breed for it and choose components, and that's what I've done. But we also have a few novelties. There's some Guernsey bloodlines. We've added a few brown Swiss bloodlines, and there's some lingering Jersey blood. So, so it, we're, we're not 100% pure. Well, the Worgen Good Farm Neighbor Award presentation would not be complete without Secretary of Agriculture Mike Nag. We're in Clarksville, Iowa today. Secretary of Agriculture Mike Nag is with us, and he is going to be making the award presentation here. Secretary Nag, welcome to the uh, New Day Dairy operation. I got to tell a funny story about you uh, coming in. You see, uh, because they they have a robotic milker here, and they uh, named the robotic robotic milker Rita. You see, um, they have an ice cream making machine here. And uh, because you're such a big fan of ice cream, they named their ice cream making machine Mike Nag. We're having a great time with the, with the folks here. We're talking dairy. We don't get a lot of time to talk about dairy. Dairy is something that you can consume for health and wellness. Dairy is something that you can consume for nutrition. Again, think of you know wanting to get milk, whole milk into those little kids and get them growing. Uh, dairy is something you can have for fun and celebration. And that's that bowl of ice cream. Well, I think ice cream satisfies all three of those. But I, I did think that that was really sort of an interesting way to think about it. Health and wellness, nutrition, and enjoyable uh, and celebratory as well. So that's dairy. That's the consumer. That's what the consumer gets. And, of course, the dairy industry in Iowa is huge. You know, it's just another $5 billion industry for us, uh, you know, Bob. It just, just uh, We just keep knocking these off. But the number that always sticks with me, I know you, got, you and I have talked about this before, is every one of those dairy cows that we see out this little window here, $25,000 impact to the Iowa economy per cow. And, uh, you know, that's, that's just really cool to see. And of course, to meet these farm families, uh, doing this work and, and the innovation that's incorporated here too. Uh, also over 
our shoulder is a computer that is reading all the information that's coming off that robotic milker, allowing them to take better care of these cattle, allowing them to feed them a specific ration and uh, and take care of them if they you know can can detect a, a disease or or something coming on earlier. Those are all great things from a cattle care con uh, con concept as well. So uh, just huge economic impact, great for consumers, and I love seeing the precision and the innovation that's also coming on to uh, farms really of all sizes. That's not innovation's not just reserved for for those big farms, right? It's for uh, uh really at any scale. I want to ask you though about the impact of the dairy industry uh here in in the uh, uh the state of Iowa. Mm-hmm. It, it, so, you know, what we've got is you've got to take this from Again, we talk about this all the time. We take we take the uh, materials that we grow, corn, soybeans, uh, grass, hay. We turn it into something that's higher value. Again, you take that milk. I was just at Wapsie Creamery this morning down in Independence. That's just one example. There are many others of uh, processing that happens here. We take that fluid milk, divide that off, turn it into cheese and butter and, and yogurts and uh, frozen yogurt and ice cream um, and whey uh, products that get included in all kinds of – and we're adding value – each one of those steps. And the more of that that we can be doing here at all scales, big scale and small, you know, uh, we're also looking at bringing more on-farm dairy processing for the smallest dairies, you know, 60 cows that can make uh, make cheese curds and sell that locally. That keeps more value in our local communities. Secretary of Agriculture Mike Nag with us talking the value and the importance of the dairy industry here in the state of Iowa. Well, friends, that uh, wraps up this edition of The Fence Line. We've been talking about Butler County dairy producers Dan and Lynn Bolin and their family at the New Day Dairy. The Fence Line is a presentation of the Coalition to Support Iowa's Farmers. You can find out more about the coalition at supportfarmers.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time on The Fence Line.